I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. All right, guys, a special weekend edition of What Do We Know? I'm Dan Roscoe. I'm not here with Dave Geller, but I'm looking at him. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great virtually seeing you across oh, the pond. Speaking of ponds, I was at a pond earlier. I was at a pond about an hour ago. Can you guess what, which pond I was at? What pond? Fond Lake Pond. That'd be a lake, not a pond. Try again. Um, frog Pond. Not the Frog Pond in Boston. Um, one more guess. No idea. Uh, first name, Ferris. Last name, um, Ferris. Who's the only Ferris you know? Tim Ferris, who is who is a um, a MedPeds resident with oh me, who God, now is dude. like the like one of the head guys at the Partners Healthcare System. Tim Ferris, great if you're guy. Paying Family Feud, you would lose. The answer is Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Oh, Bueller. Right? Uh, okay, Bueller. so Bue- Bueller Ponds in Bedford, a trail I'd never been on before. It's very beautiful. So you we heard the uh, the peepers out. They were chirping. We saw a turkey vulture flying around, and then Mrs. Turkey Vulture flying around. It was pretty cool. You're walking with your family, I assume, not really. Uh, of course. We actually just got back. We took we got Maddie out for a walk, and she did not want to go. And we said, the Brosgals are walking every day. They're getting out. There we go. And she said, who's carrying Davi? Uh, where did you go on your quest, David? Uh, we walked to Esterbrook School, which was a ghost town. Uh, we walked by the cordoned off playground. Playground, yep. yep. Police tape and signs up. And uh, we did not go on the swings like you did one day. You, and you didn't hit the you didn't hit the uh, paint mine trail back there. No, didn't no, we do just that. walked 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 did a big loop did a big Very loop. Nice it was man. good, fresh air. The we, saw went, tur- we saw some turkeys too. Oh, nice! I saw a turkey crossing South Road in Bedford because you know, like, I mean, this is the week. If you saw that, the dolphins have returned to the Venice canals because yep. there's no boat traffic and air quality is great. Animals are are, are taken back what's theirs. I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. I think you are one of those animals taking uh, back I am what, is an animal. what is rightly yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, great pod yesterday, Dave, talking with uh, Wendy Heiger-Bernays. Fabulous. She's insightful. Great. She's, she's great. She's like the real. She, I told, she's the real deal, right? She's, she is she's to- I mean, you, I mean you're, you're the real deal, but she's like the real, real deal. No, she's like the real deal. I'm just, I'm just kind of drafting off her, you know, and uh, riding on her coattails with some stuff. She's amazing. It educates me every day. She's like and, you, and you can tell she, I mean, she has a lot to say. I'm like, she was, she was holding back a little bit. I want her to let loose next time, you know? No, I think awesome. we should, I think we should have, like, um, not only for this issue, there are so many issues locally that she yeah. can speak on. Uh, if not, it's just really, she, her intelligence, her experience is, is really amazing. What I'm talking about, well, you, you know, some good people, Dave, so nice job. Um, so we're going to do a couple things this weekend. We're going to start with this, you know, me and you, we're going to weave in some guests, hopefully some international guests this weekend. Um, which is, will, that which a te- be- is that a teaser? teaser? Um, teaser? It's a teaser without real confirmation that it's happening, but there'll be a part two and perhaps a part three to this pod coming. Um, now that we've successfully figured out how to virtualize this stuff. We have a new outro that we're going to record later. Uh, some new music from our friend Joey Freeman. So shout out Joey Freeman, um, who does our theme music for the beginning. It's amazing, amazing song. What's the holdup? 
um, which you heard at the beginning. And then we're going to use, I think, Casper at the back, which would be really cool. So uh, stay for the intro, uh, come for the intro, stay for the outro, and listen to us in the middle. Sounds good. Boom. All right, we're going to do a quick rapid-fire 20 questions like we did a few weeks ago, because just you know, there's a lot to talk about. And some of this is whimsical, some of it's topical. Um, but Dave, are you going to root for Todd Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform? I will not root against him. Um, I think he's a great player, great history. Now, I, 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 I'm not going to root for him to beat the Patriots, but I'm, I'll still root for him. So let's say, let's say the Patriots are terrible next year. Will you be like, hey, I hope the Bucks win the division and win the Super Bowl? Will you be like, dude, I hope you don't win? I Don't hedge. Take not, the position. No, I would not say that. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want him to be successful in Tampa. Sorry, I don't want him to win. I want him to win only in New exactly. England. No, no, no. I want the Patriots to win. I, I would enjoy that. I would. I always would enjoy a good game between the two teams. But no, I do not want him to win. No, no, no. The, well, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are either coming to Foxborough or hosting the Pats in Tampa in 2021. And he did just sign a two-year deal, so who knows? Yeah, I um. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. Interesting season. If they play football. <laughs> yeah, if they play uh, football, if they finish the NHL and finish the NBA season, exactly right. All right, Dave, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on skinny jeans? Question number two. So you get jumping right, yeah, because you know Tom Brady is a fashion um, maven. <laughs> skinny jeans on who? On uh, you or me? No. Um, um, in the world, like you're like, hey, skinny jeans, a, way to go, respect. A, I'm not sure if there's a place for skinny jeans, really. Um, I think jeans that are obviously tell that to the kids. Uh, jeans that are obviously meant to be skinny and tight, um, that need an extra set of hands to be pulled off by someone else. Uh, I would say <laughs> what? Ixnay. I've seen that happen. I've seen some some uh, people need uh, two friends uh, to pull off their pants because they can't get them off. Sometimes those are skinny jeans. Is that the guy when, in Florida that was arrested and tasered? Right, he just fell off. That was the opposite. If you remember that story. <laughs> exactly right. For the ribeye steak. What's your what's your take? What's your, what's your take on the skinny? Oh, what's your skinny on the skinny? Very anti. Anti. But but just was it, little known fact, Dave. You use the word maven. Do you know the derivation of that word? Uh, I do, it's no. Are you serious? Maven? Yeah. Like the deriv. Uh, like where's that word come from? I'm gonna guess from the ancient Hebrew. Hebrew. That's exactly right, my friend. No, I just didn't think about it. I just was going to toss le, it back the to The word uh, lehavin means to understand, and a mavin is someone who understands, yeah. and the maven comes from mavin. It was a Hebrew to Yiddish to Americanized uh, Yiddish appropriation. So, thanks, bro. So I had I had that in the in the recesses of my mind. But I wanted to give I wanted to lob that one back at you, being the scholar oh, thanks, that you are. Well, I'm glad so who, I'm glad so that uh, took, glad we both who, knew. Of the two of us, who took Yiddish? Uh, not me. College? Definitely not me. It would be me. I reject. So, you took at Brandeis. I did a couple of semesters. Yeah. They actually instructed you in Yiddish as an official course. They did, and I actually okay. wrote my father, who spoke Yiddish, letters oh in Yiddish God. from college. It was very, very yeah. cool. I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not in the pro Yiddish camp. I'm really not. Sorry. Really? Yeah. What a great language. Okay. Whatever. Dude. And, and over a language that's very much overused in today's society. I have to say. No, I don't. That's not true. You don't say that, but that's, that's okay. not true. I just <laughs> that's a whole, it's a whole separate did, conversation. Was, I'm not a maven. So, so you got your skinny jeans, right? And we all grew up in the baggy jean era. I don't know if you. Well, oh yeah, I definitely. Did. I did. Did you ever cuff your jeans when you were younger? Oh yeah, definitely. Sixth grade, definitely, hundred percent. 
Yeah, that, that came back for a while. I feel like, but I wasn't. I wasn't back on that, so I'm fine. I was fine without it. I still have a. I'm still pretty good at that. Um, what's your What's your take on uh, one of my favorite? I'm, I'll lead into that. Overalls. Overalls. I had a pair of overalls in college because <laughs> that was like peak '90s overalls. Um, I I haven't really seen them in the wild though in a long time. So at one time you'd have called me like, "Yes, I'm in the overall camp." Now I'm just out. So thanks <laughs> Does, do you, I, I, bet, pe- I bet jo- i bet jossie has overalls does your daughter have a pair of overalls jossie has 100 percent has overalls yeah for sure um, she does i actually had a pair of um white overalls when i was growing up that i wore in high yeah, school you did. probably Freaking too many tom, times tom yeah. sawyer they're huck finn painting fences in your overalls exactly right jeez i bet in maine you ran into some overalls every now and again right yeah, but they were <laughs> those overalls. I, they, in my mind, come in many types, right? The regular overalls, the overalls that are worn for a reason for their work. Yep. Then you got the overalls the that were cut off, um, like shorts. So short overalls, you know, a little frayed at the bottom. When you worked at the mobile station, did you have a, an outfit you had to wear? Did you have to wear like striped pants? Do you have overalls? What did you do there when you were when you were working the service I think station? Like then I was just wearing regular clothes. I don't think I had. A, I don't think even think I had a, like a mobile shirt or a jacket or anything. Rude. In particular, I did. Um, yeah, I do actually have a mobile jacket now, but that's a that's a long story. We'll save for another cast. Uh, spectacular, um, Dave. What's the most beautiful part of Maine? The most beautiful part of Maine. Too many, too many um, beautiful parts. But wow, I would say besides where I grew up, besides where nice you grew area, up, um, I, I I would have to say um, one of my favorites uh, is Kennebunkport. Oh, where, where, nice. Where I got married. So that's a beautiful part of Maine. You like Ocean Drive and the driving along, the the, the rocks and the yeah. bush compound, all that. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. What's your I favorite? I, part? I mean, I mean the Southern Maine coast. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my go to place too. It's beautiful. So you, you pick you pick your poison. Nubble Light, Wells Beach, kind of bunk. I think it's spectacular. But I mean, the Lake Region is also beautiful, Dave. So you really can't lose. There's, there's too many. There's too many to say. I mean, you, I mean, there's so many areas of Maine in, inland and the coast. But have you been to like? Different... Have, have you been as far east as you can go? Have you been to West Quaddy? Have you seen like the lighthouse there at the end of the world? I have not. Jen's been. Um, yeah. When she was in high school, she went on to one of those islands, like Vinyl Haven, you know, yeah, off yeah. of the coast of Maine. Those where Stephen King writes his scary stories. And, sure, sure. And you know, Acadia. And but Rockport is beautiful, right? And yeah, yeah. Portland's of course awesome. There's so many great places of Maine. Of course, Poland, where we spend a lot of time, is as as you know, is very nice too. There's talk, Maine's talk got about, a lot of great. Talk about is it Orono or is it Orono? How do you pronounce it? <laughs> just say just say what you think it is one more time. I think it's Orono. Orono, Orono, Maine. How's Orono, Orono Maine? Is it, good, is it a good scene up there in uh, Umaine? Umaine's a great, great. It's a great uh, college town. I say it's not. I mean, it's not like um, you know. Boston University downtown. Right. It, it's Orono. It's it's really a it's a hike to get there. It's um, is it like town. nothing and then like Orono and then nothing or or what's it like up there? I've no that idea. Be, that's how I picture it when I've driven up there. Um, okay, it's a good drive. You see some good eagles nests on the way. It's uh, you see some good eagles nests. Some good that eagles makes it beautiful. You never know when you're gonna see a good eagles nest. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> wow, Dave, what's your favorite kind of apple? From Maine. Um, Apple from Maine. Well, red, um, Gala, Cortland, I like uh, Cown, red, Granny um, Smith. What are the What are the ones there? I don't even know. The Red Delicious. Yeah, Red Delicious. My favorite. What's yours? I like Granny Smith. They're like bitter, usually crisper. You know, kind what of bites. Call- kind, kind of like bites you back a little bit. 
The apple that bites you back. Isn't that the cider they have or something, that motto? That's not why I said it. Maybe it's why I have no idea. But I'm a Granny Smith apple. Like a big, hard, cold Granny Smith apple. It's like crunchy. That's what I'm talking about. One day, next time we're in, we're in person together in the, in the pod. If ever. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you how I, how I eat an apple. I got to show technique. me. It's great. Oh, it's great. And the, oh. Oh, Jen's always worried I'm going to lose my two front teeth, but it's awesome. Well, they're still there, dude. Speaking of apples, apple picking. You, you love apple picking, don't oh, you? Oh, for sure. We go multiple times every fall. Multiple times. Apple picking is like exciting on the uh, anticipating doing it, the drive out, getting there, getting your bag, getting a couple apples, eating a couple apples, and then it's just done for me. You know, it's too much. Well, I feel like you're probably missing out on what's a really peak family experience. So, whatever, man. And we went, we went this year, like, we went this year, third weekend of August. I mean, we went out early for the first time because it was like a nice, and probably, like, I don't like going apple picking if it's too warm. Like, I need to, like, feel like I have pants on. Otherwise, I don't like have I don't like sweating and picking apples. I want to feel like the chill. So Agreed. If, it's, if it's cool and overcast and it's August middle after, I'm like, let's go, let's go right now. Do you have a favorite apple picking spot? We go to the same place every year. Same place every year. Shelburne Farm out there in Stowe. Every every year, it's great. So, our good friend um, David Trant, right? You know David Trant. Uh, do I know David Trant? Do you, does everybody know David Trant? <laughs> Not many, but David Trant. I think one of his favorite apple picking places is, is Wallingford Orchards in Auburn, Maine. He had a well, how did that happen? He had a great experience up there with his family. He he's from Bedford. How do you know about Wallingford? Where is Wallingford, Maine? Wallingford, no, Wallingford Orchards in Auburn, Maine. Oh, in Auburn, Maine. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, it's actually because he was actually at at a place up in Poland, and he ventured out there. He was looking for some good apple picking in the fall, and I gave him a few few choices, and he went there. They they closed the place down, those trans. Oh, sorry. Well, you know, trans, trans, they always bring the party, and trans got his own issues. (laughs) Uh, Dave, two classic bands, R.E.M. or U2. Which one's better? R.E.M. Really? Well, better. Really? Better, wow. Which means more. I, you, I you, like, your answer, not mine. I have more. I have more connection with REM. Well, you like you best friends, like you like best friends of Michael Stipe. What happened? Oh, I just love that's that's the music of my generation, right? Like, wow. I, I remember going to college and yeah. being on, um, you know, freshman year on, in, in Shapiro, right on the floor. And Wait, you lived in Shapiro freshman year. I lived in Shapiro freshman year. Wait a minute! Your Get first name starts with D. Let's say. Um, Small world. Yeah, Small just, world. You know, that music. That was WFNX back then, right? And, and yeah, sure. And, um, actually, guys in my hallway, a guy uh, Steve Semensky uh, was like a, a kind of like right across from us, be diagonally, and he, um, I think he might have worked at the radio station at um, Brandeis. Was it WBRS? Yep. And, he would. He just had the coolest taste in music, you know. And he opened me up to you know the alternative scene, which now is you know really not alternative anymore. Now it's just classic the, rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just great music and and just an amazing genre. And I mean, I could I get I could go there with this for a while. But REM and of course Jen as well. Just seen them in concert many times. Great, great band. And you two. Well, I guess good. that's true. When I, when I, yeah, when I was like uh, it was eighty nine or something when Losing My Religion came out, and that's when I was. 11 and you were like 21 so that makes sense that was a big deal okay yeah, yeah i'm, I'm going back guy. going 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 back into their into their um 
their music, you know, the like fables of the reconstruction and I mean the the albums, I mean this was this was like cutting edge stuff, you know, where you didn't even know what he was saying, where you had to interpret his his words and his music and whatever it meant to you. Um, yeah, Ari, I'm, you know, I, I, a lot of times you'll say that, you know, the new, the older stuff is better, but you know, I mean, the stuff that you're listening to, you know, we listened to in the late eighties was great too. But yeah, I just, Ari, I'm a special place. What a great answer. Well, I thought I did not see that one coming. I'm glad I asked. No, I'm a YouTube guy for sure. Yourself? Definitely you too. Definitely you too. I, mean, I love Ari, yeah, but you too is, was more my, in my wheelhouse, loved all that stuff, you know, rat, rat from rattle and hum to. Sunday, buddy, Sunday, the live, the live tape that I once heard in like the mid '80s and onward, and then, um, you know, Zoo Station, Sixth Grade, and those are great songs. So I'm into it, and then of course the Super Bowl, which is peak. So awesome. So you, so you, you, you get out out about a lot on the on the walking path with your family. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Indoor, any favorite indoor like museum that you like to go to? <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite museum is the MFA for sure. Uh, you know, been going, I've been going to all these museums forever, Science Museum and the Aquarium and the MFA. MFA is go-to. Uh, love it. Love the Impressionist stuff. Love it all. My kids love it. And um, you know, at this point, you can get in and out of there in an hour and a half and be real happy. So Science Museum's got a little bit boring. You know, I don't need it that much, but MFA we hit up multiple times a year. But unfortunately, it's closed right now, so no trips for a while. What about you, Geller? I like, I like art museums a lot. Um, and I, the Smithsonian's always enjoy them, Ooh, and nice. any any modern art museum I like too. So I don't have. Have a you been to DC? Have you been to DC, Geller? Oh yeah, I go. So you've been to the museums down there. That's one of my ones. favorite places to go is DC. I a little bit humid. A little bit humid. Yeah, don't go in the whenever time. Whenever the humid I time. Me- I remember a really disgusting like August, a hundred and one degree humidity run I had in DC. I'm like, that was awesome. Or it wasn't, <laughs> aw- or it was not awesome. Um, but I've done some beautiful runs in DC, as we probably talked about. But I've been there a couple times, up and down yeah. the mall, and it's just really spectacular. So love DC, yeah, you, a special place in my you, heart. So you, have, you have, a, you have a, a also with your family. You have a very um, walking, amenable family. Growing up with my kids, um, they, if they had to walk a lot, especially Jocelyn, you know, then, then it was a ixnay on the uxnay. You know, it's. I'm like, can we just. Can we just walk to this museum? But no, no, no. Can we just walk? Well, speaking of, speaking of walking, um, this will interest probably nobody, but you know, in the, in the Hartwell Forest in Bedford, Dave, where you and I run every now and again, there's this, there's this myth that I've been saying that yes, you can't take the blue trail all the way through from the Hartwell roadside to like the Hanscom side on the uh, by Fam Camp. So my sons set out this morning to see if they could muck through the connecting swamp. And they mm-hmm. actually got through it, but couldn't find the other half of the blue trail. I'm like, all right, guys, tomorrow, hit it from the other side and let me know what happens. Because I'd love to actually have a successful traverse of the swamp there in the middle <laughs> all the way through. So they've, they've, they've do you want to come? I'm like, no, I don't want to come, but <laughs> let me know what happens. I thought you were going to say that there was a there was a ghost in the in the woods. Oh, there's definitely a ghost in the woods, the or just me in there. I was I was there last night, and like the, in like the pitch black, which was not smart again. But I was like, oh, I have to run, and it was getting dark. I'm like, okay, I'm not going too fast. And like then I came on like two guys with a dog and like scare me to death. I'm like, this wasn't a good decision. So, whatever. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Uh, Dave, where where have you not been in the world that you want to go? Everywhere. Every, we don't like to fly. That kind of doesn't help. Um, like, I'm getting over that. We've been. We were actually were planning some some trips. I, I <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> not to let the secret out of the bag, but I wouldn't mind going to Israel. That'd yeah, nice. no kidding. Well, I've been telling you that for years. How about yourself? Uh, I want to go. I want to go to 
couple places. I would like to go to Ireland. I'd like to go to Iceland. Hmm. I'd like to maybe go to South Africa. What? I don't know. I kind of want to go to like like uh, the Spain Tangier situation, you know, and see what that's all about. But I mean, who what? knows? Who knows? What do you mean? What? <laughs> you know, I say just just go to Epcot, right? And you can go to all those. Countries yeah, I have been to Epcot. Spain. It was great. Right. One flight, go. twenty countries, whatever it is, call it a day. You want to go to where? Africa? South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, but apparently it's like really dangerous. I don't really want to go, but like you know, it's well, it's. I see. Just have dinner with Derek Feifke. Just call the day. <laughs> dinner with Derek Feifke <laughs> and Carol. They have great accents. <laughs> you can have dinner with Derek and Carol. Go, go for go for dinner. Stay stay for the accents and for the jazz music. It's great. <laughs> yeah, just have just have Stephen play a little jazz. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's spectacular. That's a great it's great a, like meta unknown reference besides me and you and a couple other things. <laughs> Outstanding. I know Not the answer. Anymore. All right, question number nine. Out of 20. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, do you prefer IPA or stout if you're drinking a beer? My quick answer is IPA. Um, yeah, wins by sure. a little bit more of a nose, but I, yeah, how about yourself? Yeah, it's usually IPA, but and, yeah, I'm drinking a lot less now just in general, but like like those hops, like it when it hits you. But like every now and again, like a really brooding, chocolatey stout. Coffee stout. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good. That's what I'm talking about. And they, they make them really real good. But it's, I mean, you can just like, see yourself gaining 1,000 pounds as you drink that pint. So I wonder if, if the um, Bedford Farms could create a non-alcoholic stout ice cream. Hmm. All right. Well, you know, we can probably ask uh, Mr. Venuti about that and see what he says. Have to drive, he'd be like, have to he'd drive be like uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Excuse no. me? So what goes what goes good with a with a with a beer, right? Sauce, <laughs> sauce. It's <laughs> a number, great number ten, segue. Number ten for you. If you're gonna put some sauce on something, I'm not sure, quite sure what it would be. What kind of sauce do you like? I'm not talking hot sauce, cream sauce, tomato sauce. What do you like? Oh my god! Uh, the answer to that question is never cream sauce ever, ever, ever. So if it has to be sauce, and I don't like sauce. It's gonna be tomato a hundred times out of a hundred. You. First of all, I'm just going to say you wrote that question. What? <laughs> I've never, I don't know if you ever had the choice of, would you care for some cream or some tomato sauce? That is 100% not true. If you get Who ordering pasta, do you want to have it with the cream sauce or the tomato sauce? No, you order this, the pastas, get the sauce with it. It's like spaghetti okay. and well, tomato sauce. All right, well, would you, would you be more inclined to order a pasta with a oh. cream sauce or with a tomato sauce? A little Alfredo I, I, or a little Arabatia. Like, what do you want to do with your buddy? You know I what I want. Let the, I let the wait the server order for me. I want some pasta with whatever sauce you recommend. That is not true. You can cook it, cook it however you want. Okay, you suck at this question, but this question is going to be a question for you. Right? <laughs> question eleven: Could LeBron James play tight end for the Patriots next year? Not like, is it possible? Like, could he physically do it? My quick answer would be 100% yes. Yes. But the answer is yes, he could. I agree. Yeah. But he won't. <laughs> well, then you think something like Michael Jordan, right? You think he could have played baseball, right? Swung a bat. Um, but no, because it's, it's just not, it's just not that, that easy. Um, but well, no, I, it's, I think, it's been alleged that the hardest thing in professional sports is hitting a baseball, which, is, which could be true. Huh. Which could be true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm still stuck on the cream sauce and tomato yeah, sauce. Yeah, move, move on. All right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of um, 
Speaking of baseball, and one of our our friends who plays baseball, friends, Dave. best best friends. Yes, uh, I just texted him. He's he's back in town. He's back. Yeah, he's in town. coming. He's coming on the show again. Soon. He was fishing. <laughs> he was fishing on the Concord River yesterday. Shut up. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Like on on a boat or a bridge? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I didn't I didn't ask. I just, That's my question I, for him. I'm going to guess it was. Ooh, his brother's a big fisher too. Uh, fisherman, main, uh, fisherman. Like he's going out there and you know fishing off a off a schooner. But his brother Brendan <laughs> really likes to fish. a schooner. Um, Brendan's a great guy too. Those two those two brothers. They're they're they're, they're, they're uh, they are probably they're, not yeah. socially distanced as they are in the same family. So that's okay. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll allow. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna that's it. I'm gonna imagine that can be question um, eleven point five. Was Krishoff fishing on a boat or boat off a bridge? Or a boat or a bridge? That's a great. I'm gonna guess on a on a. Little I'm glad skip. that you like that. I, I, as I asked him, like that's a really good question. So I'm glad that you agree. All right. I'm gonna guess a little skip. Much, well, you so. you can like text him and get back to me. So baseball. Wait, what's another what's another version of baseball? Could Chris Shaw play cricket well? Absolutely yes. Agreed. Have you seen the movie Million Dollar Arm? I have not. I've seen. Do you know? No. Do you know what it's about? I think it's about um, somebody who plays cricket. It's about a, a sports agent whose clients are leaving him, so he goes to India and does a competition to like find guys that play cricket that, whose skills would translate to baseball. And it's based on a true story. It's a very good movie. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, but the answer is, I think that Chris Shaw could definitely play cricket at a high level. That's what I think. He he. he what was that? What was that? Um. That statistic that he was really good at hit, hitting the ball quickly. Uh, hard hit, hard hit rate, and something. So, yeah, headlines. Ex- uh, oh, and uh, and exit velocity. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Uh, Dave, this is a question for you. Uh, question thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Uh, could Dave Geller teach high school biology? Could you be I a good t- high school bio teacher? So I, I analyze all these questions a little bit. I don't think I. I think I. I don't think I could handle a high school class very long. They would get unruly, and I. I would get them all revved up, and that would be a debacle. Could I? <laughs> could I teach biology? Yeah, no, I, biology. No, um, that's not. That's not what I asked. I said high school biology. <laughs> high school biology, I could do. I couldn't do chemistry or physics. That wasn't the question. The question is biology. So could I teach high school biology if the classes were truncated? I would say <laughs> yes. I would be great. What at if that. they were done remotely? Remotely, I think you'd be a fabulous online high school bio teacher. I would keep, I would keep them. That's actually be easier for me online. I keep them they would engaged. definitely be easier for you online. I'd keep them engaged. Um, you would, you I, would, you would lose your mind and, and go rogue in about five seconds in the classroom. No, because I'd be, I'd be that teacher that people enjoyed, you know, but then would start pushing back on me, and I would just lose all control. Yeah. What, no, I think I, I, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. The answer is probably yes. I think you'd be a great high school bio teacher. If you're going to teach a high school class, what what would you and could you teach? Other than podcasting? Oh, oh uh, history. I would teach history. Yeah. Interesting. You, you, would, you would bring history alive. Uh, sure. That's make what it, I'm here for. Do you have a time period history that you would like to teach? Eh, no, not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the question was about me. The question was about you, but thanks for turning it on its head. I like that's that. what I do. I want to involve you. Yeah. You're the leader here. All right, Dave. Question fourteen. Fourteen out of twenty. If there, were, what was something, Dan, that you <laughs> once had to memorize and recite? God. Besides <laughs> your Torah, besides your Torah portion for your bar mitzvah. Well, I didn't memorize. I recited it. So I read I it know, off. I know, of, I'm joking. Um, you know, I'm, there, I mean, there were like odd poems here and there that I had to memorize in high school. None of which I could remember. 
Um, the last thing I was required to memorize probably is related in some fashion to like becoming uh, a brother in a fraternity when you had to memorize strange things like mm. the opening page of a particular book, for example. Yep. Um, yep. Probably the last, probably it, that I'd like say out loud after I memorized. That's great. What about you? The, what comes to mind, um, it was a an essay I had a, we had to write, it was open, it was, we had the essays ahead of time for one of my classes at Brandeis. And we, so you could write your essay, you could like practice what you're gonna write. I basically um, borrowed someone's, I'd say, essay in a, from a, uh, that they had written in a blue book. Um, yeah, blue day, books. The day blue before, books. <laughs> I memorized, I think the whole, the whole blue book was filled I, I, I what I wrote down the content yep. and yep. I memorized I memorized the twenty pages of Blue Book and oh I walked God. into that <laughs> I walked into you that. Did, that's not true. That's I swear not I, I, that is not totally one hundred percent true. I'm not one hundred percent true. It's a great story. I definitely lost some steam midway through and I was probably freewheeling a little bit. But I I, I was walking around outside Shapiro Marcel Marcel Pond. Right, reciting this this twenty. <laughs> it's not a second pond reference of the day. It's great. Yeah. So no, that that's the last time that that was. I don't have a photographic memory, but I'm able to to remember to remember things, and I just had a lot of associations. Are blue books still being used for exams? I'm going to guess no. I would. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess yes. You really? I'm going to get ask ask Hannah and Jossie a little bit. Get, get back get back to the, on the blue book question. I will ask them. Um, Dave Peloton, react. Uh, ooh. Peloton, look at me. Um, <laughs> uh, Jen just got a, one of those bikes, one of those spin bikes, but not Shush. the Peloton. But not okay. the Peloton. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, you know. I talked about you know this one of this contrived exercise that people do. <laughs> yeah, you like uh, real exercise, right? Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think the Peloton actually is a great motivator. It's expensive though, so my problem is the price the price point for it. I think it's a great thing because you're in the room with someone, possibly, right? Again, yep. virtually. So I, I I I kind of I've never done it. I think it's it's got some value. You? Hey, if people want to do it, go right ahead. You know what I'm talking about. If you want to get in good shape, use your resources or whatever. Whatever you, want, you so. whatever whatever gets you you off the couch, whatever gets you some exercise activity, yep. there you go. That's that's go how for we it. approach this. You're exactly right. I do feel like it's probably kind of fad e. Uh, and wait a few years, but hey, whatever. It's that too expensive. That's the problem. It's too expensive. Well, I mean, so is going to Lifetime. You know what I'm talking about? So what's what's the difference? Which is right? now closed. Yeah, well, nothing's open. I mean, Starbucks and Bedford just closed. What? Yeah, closed. Because they only do only do a drive-through now. I'm like, that sucks. So, I saw whatever. someone in the office yesterday who works at McDonald's. It had a McDonald's yeah. jacket on, and she said, yeah, we're, we're only allowing walk-up to the counter and drive through, and yep. we're gonna be closing the walk up to the counter soon. I'm like, that's that's crazy, right? Where McDonald's closes, then. Well, I mean, even since our podcast yesterday, I'm like, you know, last night you just saw what's happening in New York. I'm like, uh, well, remember how they saying it was gonna get worse? Like it yeah. is currently getting worse. So, whatever, right? They closed what, the U.S. Canada border. United's cutting all international flights. So buckle up, everybody. What, but that's what rhymes not for worse? today, you know. What, when, What's that? What, what rhymes with worse right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Dave. Do you do you prefer doing dishes or laundry? Um, I, was, I I'm gonna I like doing dishes. I don't mind doing yeah. dishes. My yeah. family has basically banned me from doing dishes because 
I leave. I I don't use hot water, and I off. I guess I don't scrub enough. And there's often <laughs> what, you watch this is the cold often water. Food particles stuck. They'll actually they'll actually send me pictures in the family text saying, "Oh my god, look at this." Thanks, Dad. Jen is like, "You're not saving me any time." I feel like this I'm, was this was probably intentional to get out of doing it on your part. I, no, I I enjoy doing stuff like that because I I it's, you can accomplish something. I don't mind doing laundry either, but. I have to ask Jen every single time, you know, what setting. Oh, I hate, I hate doing laundry. But I like I doing, doing dishes. Laundry. Dishes always good. You're a dish, dishes guy. Hundred percent. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't mind dishes. If if you were gonna make dinner tonight on those dishes, what would you make? Oh, I'm grilling tonight, no doubt. Definitely Ooh. grilling tonight. I got it all set. What Easy grilling. Uh, steak. Grilling? steak. Steak. Steak on the grill. Make it happen. All set. Brought the service burgers. What about you? What would you make? You I was gonna make. make. I mean, what am I good at making? And what would I goulash? Make? If I could make it, if I if I was, I mean, my my go my go to thing is microwaved buffalo. Oh veggies. my god! You eat? How are you I alive? Love I love. How those. are you alive? I don't know. But I like salmon. Salmon. So if I was gonna cook tonight, I would probably grill some salmon. There we go. Actually, there actually. We're gonna surf and turf it. I have salmon in the fridge. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do surf and turf, salmon and steak. Thanks for reminding me. I'm gonna do a drive-by grab. And just you grab. won't have. You, well, the meat's not kosher, so you won't like that. But you don't let swipe, the salmon. You, you might swipe the salmon. The salmon touch the meat. A uh, day. What's a, what's your favorite food from childhood that your grandparents made? Um. That's I don't know if I have an answer for that question. Really? Um, like me and my oh my gosh, I'll never forget my well from I'll go first. Me and my great grandmother yeah. made my grandma grandmother made like ginger snap cookies that were like mm. like I could still kind of smell them and taste them. Um so definitely like great grandma Jacob's ginger snaps. And then like the boys the boys met her, you know, when they were real small and like James once said, Oh, I remember great grandma's Ginger snaps like that's amazing and emotional that's awesome. remembering. So that was pretty good. That's what I remember. So, so unfortunately, I never do my father's parents, and okay. and my, I didn't have a lot of interactions with the cooking from my um, my mom's side. But I'm going to have to say some maybe fried chicken. <laughs> Again, here you are, Dave, making some healthy food choices. Um, speaking of speaking of birds, have, have you ever been chased by a turkey? I well, you and I will. Well, was it you and me? I, I, I've definitely been chased by turkey running, and and I actually almost got attacked by an ostrich once. But that's what I, I was putting my face where it shouldn't have been put. Put it that way. Um, well, that put it that, that, was, that was probably in a, in a zoo situation. So that's a little bit safer, right? Well, grow up in Maine, you never know when you might see a rogue ostrich <laughs> walking down the street. That's fair. Okay. How about yourself? Uh, I was definitely chased by a turkey once. I was running uh, in the woods behind the bc law school in newton and i popped out on like this like unpaved road and a turkey was like walking around and then kind of like started running after me and like literally a police car like pulled up behind me and he's like hey you're wearing red and turkey's like red and the turkey like literally turned around and started pecking at the police car's grill really like, thanks bud and then he like honked i just like ran away and didn't look back it was not cool because turkeys can fly faster than i can run Yikes! I thought I thought you were going to say that you know, the, the policeman pulled up, got out of the, got out of the car, and shot the turkey <laughs> off but. the turkey. Yeah, that's uh, it's coming up soon. Uh, then, final question, Dave. Final question is yours. So, Dan, what is a fruit that really is not good <laughs> when it goes bad? So the word the word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pediatrician. So there's so many answers. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll give you two. The ish, answer one is like when you when you poke at the watermelon to check it, and then it like just falls apart and like juices. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that one's not good. That's pretty bad. Uh, and the second one is when you cut up with a pineapple that's gone bad, and just like it stinks of like dirt and must and like that is just not going to be good not even the side and every piece of fruit has that like disgusting musty grassiness i'm like nope pass but the, the exploding watermelon they're like oh nope that one's gone it's <laughs> like oh happens like once a year and just it's not fun how about you well, you are so well versed in fruit. Your house is so full of fruits and vegetables at any given yeah, moment. Like, it's you, true. You walking into your house is like walking into a life-size cornucopia. Seriously, it is, or or, 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 or the or the fruit or the produce department at Stop and Shop. It's you have so much. Your, your family amazes. We should do a, a podcast on how your family amazes me in terms of what well, they let's do, do that. with the there family. No, I'm, seriously, I'm, I'm going in. out for walks and eating fruits and vegetables. And, <sighs> And just and all hang out together, but I'm before I answer the question, which I have no answer for. <laughs> yeah, is, you do. Come is, on. I want to ask. I want to ask you what fruit. What name one fruit that's that's doesn't stink or suck, as you put it. Um, if it goes bad, no, they all do. But like you know, it, oh, you when, ap- when apple goes bad, you just kind of like you know, it like pass, like that goes in the applesauce, you know. It, but you know, it's it's the surprise of cutting Wait a an apple, and so like, oh apple man, goes in the applesauce. Or like nice. when you find the orange at the bottom of the basket that just has the mold. Like, oh, forgot about that one for a couple weeks. Like that's just not fun. My father loved to eat fruit, and that was like the balance for all the other junk yep. he ate. But he would get <laughs> he would get cases. He would get cases from the local fruit the um, warehouse. So he it was. That he was friends with a guy. Yeah. We, we yeah, have, he, he was shaking him down our, for some protection or something. A case, a wooden crate, a crate of nectarines and yep. or peaches. And he'd eat like, you know, 20 of them. And the rest would all get moldy and green and gross and fruit flies. So I would say a moldy fruit fly infested nectarine. All right. That's fair. That happens. That's my well, answer. They have way to go. We busted out 20. That was pretty hot. Pretty good. Well, anything else you want to add for, for this lovely afternoon when we're not together? No, second 2020, I like it. I like yeah. um, just go, you know, talking to you this way and going through some questions. I'm looking forward to uh, some great guests that we have lined up or lining up, and uh, I'm looking, you know, hope we do it soon. Yeah, I mean, we're both ironically wanting to talking to our friends from other places, but also like we want to check in with our folks uh, in London and Tel Aviv. Like, hey, how, how's the quarantine going over there? And that's actually what I want to hear about too. So exactly. Um, Everyone stay tuned for those guests. This will go up either as a standalone or with those guests sometime Monday. And uh, Dave, I'll talk to you again soon, man. Can't wait for it. See you, Dan. All right. It's uh, it's now Sunday, March 22nd. And and a first for the podcast, we are going to have an international guest on the line. So Dave and I are very happy to be joined by none other than Mark. Bornstein, the pride of Brockton, Mass, and now of West London, UK. What's happening, Mark? Not much. Thanks for having me on, guys. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. For <laughs> weeks. Well, we're old, old friends. Going back to like you know Loves. five or six weeks ago. So this is awesome. I know. It's 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 amazing. You know, I keep waiting for this to go live. Um, daily drive time. I mean, <laughs> the world does not know what it's missing. The world is not ready I for to, that. But, I need um, to. To your producers or something. I mean, you you need an agent. You need someone out there marketing you. Um, 
Dave knows lots of people and I don't, so let's see what happens. <laughs> Mark, tell, tell us a story of, of Brockton to Brandeis to St. Louis to London. What's the short story? Uh, well, that was the short story, wasn't it? So, <laughs> sure. um, no, yep. Grew up in Brockton, went to Brandeis, did an undergrad, got, uh, probably had about 32 different majors until I finally realized I needed to pick one in order to graduate. Yep. Became an art history major. Oh. My father almost wrung my neck saying I spent all this money for you to become an art major and wh what are you going to do with that? And I said, I have no idea. And fortunately, I had this brilliant professor, uh, Gerald Bernstein. who said, I took Boston Architecture with Gerald Bernstein. Exactly. Exactly. And he, fortunately, I had taken a few classes with him and he said, I'm going to send you to Harvard for the summer. They have a program at Harvard. You're going to take this and you'll come back and speak to me in the fall. Did it, it was an architect, loved it. Took a year off, applied to grad schools, went to WashU in St. Louis, graduated, moved back to DC, met my wife in DC. She's, a, she's a, a lobbyist in the telecom sector. And through her job, she was transferred over to London. And we've been here for the last almost 20 years. Unbelievable. Are you a uh you a citizen of the UK now or what's the story we, we are dual citizens wow was she originally from the UK you just sort of this over time you've no uh, Liz is a Southern California girl unbelievable wow and you have a couple of children tell us about them too got two girls Olivia who's going on 14 Avery who turns 10 this week um, both born here so again dual citizens it's strange being being American parents with children that have British accents. Uh, they seem to make fun of us quite a bit. Do they sound smart all the time? All the well, <laughs> when, when I can understand them, that's the problem. <laughs> I can't understand half of what they say, and they're my own children. So. Unbelievable. Um, and um, you know, Dave, anything you want to share with us from from the brand I say is that we should be aware before we enter in conversation about depressing current events. Oh, there's so many, so many thoughts. This is actually the first time, besides seeing him in still life on uh, Facebook, that I'm seeing Mark live. We're doing this by Skype, right? This is and amazing. This is really a 21st century cool. moment. It's incredible. It's pretty cool, you know. And, and you see us. And I'm looking at him and, and looking at my at my face and, and your lovely mug. And um, I look pretty good today. That's all I'm saying. You do. You do. <laughs> um, it's just amazing to see you again, Mark. And you know, you've changed. We both changed a lot, but we haven't changed at all. And yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, the Brockton days when you were playing football there. You know, the the, the heydays of. Uh, Brockton football when you were tight end, but you didn't go there. <laughs> tight end. Yeah, me and me and my stuff, you know, being a good Jewish boy, my father said, you, you don't play football. If you want to manage the team, you can be the manager, but <laughs> that's about as far as we're going to go with that. And well, so. And he said, if you don't, if you don't manage football, you don't manage the team, then I want you to be an architect. And look, look what yeah, happened. Exactly. Exactly. We're actually, uh, you actually played, man. We, we had a good inter intramural football team at Brandeis, right? I remember you and we, your... we had a great intramural team. Um, and, and you're, well, my friend, but you're still very close friend. Todd Katz was a, a stellar quarterback. No, Todd, was, Todd wasn't our quarterback. It was Skip. Wasn't Skip our quarterback? Maybe Todd did some quarterbacking. Um, but, yeah, that was a good team. I mean, you actually were ahead of your curve because you were, you were one of the few guys on campus wearing the um, – the uh, compression shorts, actually, right? Oh, I, compression, I, nice. I think we need to get straight into this, guys, because I've been hearing a lot of your talks over the last few weeks about compression shorts. And I think, you know, I'm sorry. Let's call it for what it is. It's just bad lycra. It's bad <laughs> <laughs> That's what you well, were wearing then back then. You were wearing bad and, lycra. 
Oh, it was it was horrible. Look, it it was the late eighties, early nineties, and it was about as bad as the haircuts back then. So <laughs> I think that says it all, to be honest. Uh, Mark, are you a big guy? You look big on your pictures. How tall are you? Six six one, depending on my socks. All right, so six one. So we're about the same height. Gail, you're pretty tall. Dave, how tall are you? I'm like five eleven, but but my lips make me six. We're gonna give you six. We have three three six foot Jewish guys in one podcast. It must be a new record. This is incredible. I was, I was gonna say I had this image of Bornstein um, knocking over a candy machine in in, in um, North Quads <laughs> one time to get some some candy. <laughs> about, shaking it back and forth. That's just my image right now. I think you're six, 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 guys. You know, because he was so you big. Know, we, we, we we unfortunately, you know, we were young and probably not of the 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 sharpest minds at the time. We tended to move some large objects that shouldn't have been moved. Um, vending <laughs> this is a real Brandeis story. That's yeah, true. Je Je Jeff Levine's car for another. We moved his car once, which uh, didn't vote well for me afterwards. He didn't take oh, too Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that you guys were 10, 10 years ahead of me for these good times, but uh, probably similar behaviors in the mid-90s as opposed to the mid-80s. Um, Mark, tell us about when you met Woody Johnson last month. What? Oh, what? Yes, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so God bless my wife. You know, she. God everything. bless the queen. God bless the queen. And 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 I should say it is Mother's Day over here today. We we celebrate. It this is not. It, it is. Are you it serious? Is. Yep. Wow. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So happy Mother's Day, a wonderful mother. But. Um, my kids are laughing in the background over that one. <laughs> I think we can end that. You could be lying and we would never know, so we're going to take this at face value. <laughs> special Mother's Day present. I'm going to talk to two random dudes across across the pond. And <laughs> Exactly. Mother's Day. No, you know, I'm, I'm in a very fortunate position that through my wife's uh, job being a government affairs lobbyist, um, she gets to go to some fantastic events and some fantastic locations. And last week, she was invited to the ambassador's residence to celebrate uh, World Women's Day. Mm -hmm. And we were there, and Ambassador Johnson was there. And although he's a Jets, obviously a Jets supporter, a very, very nice uh, guy, very amenable, very pleasant to talk to. Yep. So, yeah, had drinks with uh, the ambassador. He supports who? The Jets. Yes. He's a he's a, the, yeah. oh, the, the Jets ownership group right there is Woody Johnson. So uh, I'm just thinking the New York Jets. I'm sorry. That's uh, it is the New York Jets. It is the New York Jets. Really? Wow. Not the Winnipeg, not the Winnipeg Jets, dude. The New York Jets. The New York Football Jets. <laughs> so so World Women's Day and Mother's Day all wrapped up in the one. It's pretty good. Yeah. This is a cloud. Like we, this like, what do we know? We did not know at all that it was Mother's Day in the UK, which is outstanding. Wow, awesome. You, um, go ahead, Mark. No, say so why would you know it's Mother's Day over here? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's it's hard to sort of look outside of our little bubble here because we're just walking around in little you know enclosed pods in Greater Boston. So as you probably know, Mark, we are in full not full lockdown mode, but mostly lockdown mode. Uh, with social distancing and schools closed until at least the uh, next couple of weeks. W what's happening over in West London with the, with the corona? Well, we're moving closer. We're quickly moving towards that. Um, schools are closed. They closed officially this past Friday. So they're closed for the next two weeks. And then we come up to Easter break, which is another two and a half weeks. So 
the kids aren't going back to school before May, but I think it's pretty much canceled for the rest of the year. All finals exam, all final exams have been canceled. Yep. Uh, college entrance exams have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just announced this afternoon that all parks, as of seven o'clock tonight, will now be closed. Wow. They've closed all restaurants, bars, pubs, gyms. Uh, transport has been um, diminished. They're, they're running a much smaller service. And I wouldn't be surprised come tomorrow. Just, you know, it, it's, it's the, the insanity of, of the whole situation where you have a small group of people globally that just aren't taking this serious, which I, don't, I can't comprehend. And it's, you know, in parks still playing football and basketball and going to the pub and having large group gatherings. I mean, they just announced this morning that these large beach parties that they're having in Bondi Beach in in Sydney in Australia, that a couple of the backpackers just tested positive for for, for the COVID-19. And I can only imagine when you have tens of thousands of people in one place, how these two people that have been diagnosed, what the knock-on effect of that is. So, sure. Yeah. I think, you know, they were a bit late, but I think Spain and Italy and Greece has just done it. They're, they're doing the right thing, doing a total shutdown. I think isolate, you know, Dave can speak much better to this. He, he's, you know, as, as a doctor and part of uh, the Lexington Health Board. Um, but it, it's not something to be taken lightly. And we've got to do what what needs to be done it's it's not what we want done i think we need to get over the fact that we're we live in a very spoiled self-centered society globally and that we've got to stop thinking like that we need to think about how our parents or our grandparents thought about you know at least over here in europe world war ii and you know rationing things and well was was, um i know it took a little bit longer was there a lot of like political agitation to like why are we closed yet why are we closed yet and finally it happened or was it sort of are you just behind like a week behind where we were i think we're probably a week or so behind the curve uh boris johnson who's our prime minister i think he's speaking well he's doing what he thinks is the right thing he's trying not to be dictatorial and say we will go into lockdown he said he is telling people you know, self-isolate, you know, self-distance, be smart, don't go to work unless you have to stay off public transport, but he hasn't made it law. He hasn't gone into a a state of martial law, which I think, you know, no one wants to be there, but I think that's what needs to get done. Are the borders open or is travel still permitted and and, then like train tunnel open? What's the story? You know? That's a good question. I, I'm not sure if the channel is still open. Yeah. Um, let me let me check into my political source on that and come back to you. Uh, right, sure. I, I mean, I work out at the airport, and just, I can just I, check in with her after she opens her Mother's Day presents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she got that. It was an, it was it was a soft serve ice cream on a walk along the river today. There we go. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to pay for that one eventually. Um, but you know. I work at the airport, and I could see it for the last two weeks on a daily basis between from morning to nighttime how the numbers would either expand or decrease based on gov- different government announcements. Hmm, yep. I was there the last day I was there was on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, and I'd say 
passenger pa- passenger numbers were down 80 percent this is at Heathrow the one of the busiest airports in the world most of the passengers were Asian Chinese or Japanese trying to get home yep uh, we Heathrow run six different terminals on two runways and this is unofficial but they'll probably be closing four of the six wow. terminals of more and close one of the runways um, but we, we, we technically have not closed borders. Well, wow. and what is the government saying about uh, economic assistance for people who are unemployed or industry? They're going to be giving out checks to everybody like we're talking about, or what are they? What well, are they trying no, to talk about in Parliament? Uh, it's quite it's quite interesting. I, you know, the government is spending something along the lines of two or three trillion pounds, and what they're doing is saying that they're going to pay everybody the national average which is about 2500 pounds a month yep. if you're affected by the virus if you if your business is affected by the virus so they're they're waiving taxes um mm-hmm. you know we don't have to file taxes at the moment uh we don't have to pay taxes at the moment yep. they're 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 doing whatever they can to support business uh, they've given what they're calling mortgage holidays. So if you own a home and you have yep. a mortgage, you I think it's a three-month waiver on your mortgage, which mm-hmm. hopefully the homeowners will then, if if they rent out privately, will then transfer on or pass on yep. to their tenants. Yep. Um, like I said, the government, you know, their main goal initially was to protect industry and business. And then they realized, well, we, we've got to protect the employees mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So... Um, We'll wow. see. It's 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 literally changing daily, if not hourly. What's going on? Sure. And what's happening? And what what was what was good yesterday, or what worked yesterday, doesn't work today. So yeah, things are changing real quick. There was talk. I think I saw last night on Twitter that they're planning on, uh, or someone's proposed minting two one trillion dollar coins that the government will then buy from itself to be able to spend two trillion dollars yes. on stimulus. I'm like. I want to see a photo of that $2 trillion platinum, you know, coinage and say, that's pretty interesting. So this, this is me saying, I know nothing about economics or what that would do for inflation or, or, you know, gold, gold back standard currency. But, uh, it just sounded cool for me to say, Hey, trillion dollar coins. I don't, I, I, don't me up. I don't even know if we're back by the gold standard. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, that I'm sure that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's gone by the wayside a while ago, but I always talk about getting back on it. Gally, you want, Gally, you have any trillion dollar coins over at your house? I'm just, I'm just like uh, lost in this whole thing, you know, talking to Mac right now and looking at him on this video, which no one else can see, but you and I is just um, surreal because it just, you know, in, in hearing, you know, from one person's perspective um, about being over there because we're so isolated here and what we, you know, we only see what we see on TV and to right. get that your perspective and what you guys are going through there and what the, what the government's doing is, is really kind of mind blowing and just seeing you in your home right now and just the it reminds me of these these movies that you've watched you know where people are reporting from other countries you know about yeah. you know what's going on there in terms of the lockdowns or in terms of you know you know it's, you know I mean, it's no zombie apocalypse let's, let's not get wrong with that but it's uh it's really this really drives home this is a global situation well the zombie apocalypse is a 10 out of 10 i mean this is at least a five i mean yeah. i mean Let's be real. I was going to say, well, the one thing we don't have to worry about is, is, you know, going to sleep and being woken up by a zombie sitting over us waiting to eat one of our limbs. So (laughs) at least not not yet. 
That uh, yeah, that is actually on. We actually did go and, go and do a twenty a, a twenty question list things that you w- you would be worried about that would not be on the. Uh, that would not be that would not be on it. Zombie <laughs> eating my limb. Um, so no, Mark, with, with, with I know that Mark's a big Arsenal fan. He's a big soccer fan, as am I. And Dave's a wannabe soccer fan. So what are you doing now without Arsenal games to watch? So strangely enough, just this morning I was watching the nineteen eighty seven. FA Quarter Cup final oh between Arsenal and Watford. Watford. So that's that's what it's that's what it's come down to. I'm watching FA Cup games from 25, 30 years ago. That's brutal. I was doing that at the gym one time. I feel many years ago. I was on I was on the elliptical <laughs> and I was watching like a Pistons Lakers game from like the 80s versus what was actually on live Pistons Lakers game. You know, because it was it was just better better sports and better NBA back then. That's crazy. Well, I mean, everyone's trying to show the old games now. And, like, sorry, I, I don't need them. And I'd rather just watch movies again as opposed to, like, Nah, they're good. Those good Lakers, those good Celtics games. So are you, still, are, you still watching, are you still watching Boston sports or American sports? I don't watch that much. I think mostly because of the time difference, that the games are either on 12, 1 o'clock in the morning um, every once in a while, I, I would step and I'd watch a Patriots game. If they had an early game, I'd, I'd watch that. That's where the slingbox. Sorry? That's where the slingbox on Dan's TV. That way you can watch all the games over there. I can <laughs> watch but it, it's just it's the time difference. So I get up in the morning. And, and when did when did you start? I mean, when did you? I mean, people here watch soccer, right? You know, we we we, we love our revolution. Well, you don't. I no, do. no, but 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 when did you when did you fall in love with soccer, Mark? Like, was it when you were well, over there? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I think when I was probably about seven or eight, my parents took me to one or two uh, of the Minutemen soccer games. If you remember the Minutemen. My God, that's vintage! Wow. <laughs> um, no, but watching you know, professional you know, soccer, you know, like you, like you watch it, like we watch, you know, Red Sox and Celtics, yeah. probably. But when I moved over here, a, a friend of mine who was an American who living here, he said, "Look, you live here now, whether you like the sport or not. Life is based around football here. You yep. need to get a team, and it's that simple." So he gave me two choices. I looked at the sports page. I, I, I went up and down the standings. I said, I'll go with them. <laughs> what, was the other, what was the other choice? Chelsea? No, no, no. Come on, being a good good, good Jewish boy, it was, it was Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, Tottenham's at the bottom. And my goal, yeah. <laughs> my, 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 foot, my football goal was as long as Arsenal fi- um, finishes above Tottenham every year, yeah. that's all I need to worry about. I don't care. And we did really well up until two years ago. I had 17 really good years. 17 in a row, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we didn't win much, didn't have many cups, but we beat Tottenham every year, and that's all that matters. How yeah. was the uh, How was the Sox Yankees game in London? You went to that, right? Oh, that was horrific. Unbelievable! <laughs> you you went to the one that was like uh, that hour long first inning or something. I went to the I went to the first game. The first inning was I think an hour and three minutes. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was played at the Olympic Stadium, which is a round stadium. It was, I got to convert it. It was 30, it was about 100 degrees, 98, 100 degrees, no air. <laughs> and you just sat there and sweltered. Ugh. So it wasn't so good. <laughs> and, and your team get demolished, and you're just like, can we go home now? Can we go home? 
Oh, do your girls play? Do you do you girls play any sports? Soccer, dancing. So we play. Yeah, so Avery, Avery's the the athlete in the family. She plays football. She plays field hockey, which we just call hockey. Oh, you pipe down back there. I've got a whole peanut gallery chiping in here. Um, um, she boxes. She boxes. Uh, Get yeah. Uh, the old one plays netball, so I don't know if you've ever watched netball. What is netball? Netball is basketball with no backboard and no dribbling. It's it's <laughs> and no and no floor. <laughs> Pretty much, it's you get it, you pivot, you pass. Uh huh. Depending on your position, you only two or three players can go inside the the. Um, the ring and shoot. So, you know, there's there's no deep shooting like in basketball. Uh, you can't. You know, you you've got a specific position and you stay there and you don't move from it and that's that. It's that's crazy. Is it is it timed? Is it uh? Yeah, it's 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 four quarters. It's yep. depending on the level. Like the junior levels are eight minutes versus the senior levels, which are probably twelve or fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, no. The, uh, both girls play sport. Uh, All right, and then how? And how are you staying in shape, there, big man? What are you doing? Yeah, from uh, the neck up, you look great. I was gonna say, exact. <laughs> staying in shape. I go to the gym once a week. Yeah, <laughs> go to the gym once a week. Sometimes. Um, no, I don't. No. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. So <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> I'll give, I'll give to myself. <laughs> you know, I, I drink that's, that's, Cheers. You know. Cheers. All right, Mark. No, no big deal. Ain't no, ain't no thing. Uh, and you also I'm, have a February birthday. Is that correct? I am. A, I, I am a groundhog baby. Oh my gosh! So three February birthdays. This is incredible. So how, how do you celebrate your birthday this year? So this year, so my favorite, my all-time favorite food, I absolutely love, is Chinese food. Oh wow. Okay. Now my 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 wife is the exact opposite to me she's a fitness freak she's a health freak she she loves her fitness and her food yep. and you know i i i love to eat <laughs> i live to eat she eats to live so she grants me one day a year to get fat well, <laughs> to get chinese she loves, food <laughs> she loves her fitness food let's love your fat so we went for chinese food for my birthday oh she must really love you i love chinese that <laughs> um, where is she from where is she from She's from Huntington Beach. Oh my gosh! There we go. Great. Um, so, oh. Mark, what's happening with Brexit? I, I don't think. Well, we're, we're technically out of the union now. It, it came into effect. How has I it think, impacted your life? You know, not at all. Not, not at all. Okay. Yeah. But I think, I think time will tell. I, I, I think this the whole COVID nineteen um, pandemic has put absolutely everything else on the back burner. Yep. There's been a, not a single discussion, not a single news report that I can I can think of over the last four to six weeks that have anything to do with Brexit. No one's talking. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in a year, 18 months, when hopefully sure. everything's back to normal and we're... Yeah. Well, from from um from the from the Boston you know side of things, and particularly the Boston Jewish community, I think there's a lot of look at the election saying, 
was Jeremy Corbyn and Labour going to win? And a lot of fear that, you know, some of that sort of mainstream leftist anti-Semitism would be a bad thing. So how did, like, how, a, a, is that, is that like fair of us to think about from our side of things? How did you kind of interpret that kind of stuff in the election? And or well, is that really not an issue for you when you're considering who to vote for? I'm not going to ask who you voted no, for. No, like, ab- <laughs> it absolutely was one of the top considerations for me. Um, yeah. I'm not a labor supporter in the first place. I yeah. am a conservative. Yeah. Uh, and I, I always like to justify by saying I'm a fiscal conservative, that I'm sure. not right-wing by any means. But um, just through through my wife's work, that she knows most of the, the MPs, members of parliament. And yep. Almost every Jewish MP that she knows had resigned from the from the Labour Party yep. because of Corbyn and his anti-Semitic stances. And yeah. I think it, it's strange because although we have a very large Jewish population in this country, they're very isolated. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk to people, they, they don't know anything about Jews or Jewish culture or Jewish law. Yeah. And they say things that we would perceive as being very anti-Semitic. But when you start to talk to me, you realize it just comes down to ignorance in sure. that they, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember having a conversation with one of my friends, one of my neighbors, and he was talking about Zionism. And I said, well, can you define Zionism for me? Because I think until you define that, we can't have a conversation. Right. And, and his definition, in my opinion, anyways, was wrong. Sure. Based is the Jews desire to take over the world and I you know I try to well that's not what I would say the definition is right <laughs> oh, goodness <laughs> well, but that's you know that, that's a very other than that it was great and then, and then you guys hoisted a bear together yeah, yeah. Right. and then we, then we cheered oh my so. gosh so can you can you can you confirm or deny that like people in in Britain drink beer that's like tep- tepid and like not not super tasty like what's the beer situation is it crafty or is it like mild and, and room temperature uh well you know there's two schools of that yep. you know pro- pro- proper brits love their their ales which are yep. uh, with the pulled tap it yep. comes out it's flat it's warm Ugh. it's the most disgusting I'm, you know after 20 years i still can't drink an ale god bless it's, it, all right it's like it's like what you'd find on the bar the day after Ugh. sure um and then there's the other half that drink lager, which is cold, frothy, bubbly. Yeah. So you're, you're like so that. I'm, I'm a lager. I'm a I'm lager. lager. <laughs> wow. Dave, what else would we ask Mark about? You know more of the history than I do. No, I'm just thinking too, like about, you know, about when you, you know, my image of, of um, you know, certain sects over there in terms of like the hooligans, right? The soccer hooligans and, and, you know, my mind was just, you know, wondering whether, you know, in terms of who, you know, there's a, probably a lot of strong feelings about certain things, you know, support of their soccer teams, you know, this, this, this disbelief in the COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, anti-Semitism maybe, you know, I, I, beers. I mean, I think that I, I want the lines drawn with a lot of things that you have to be really careful sometimes who you're around what, when you say what you say. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, I think... The, the the great thing I love about living here in London and also in, in the UK in general is that there's a huge integration of your social economic groupings. 
that you will have what we call council estates or projects in the middle of wealthier neighborhoods. So there's not a complete sort of social economic isolation or separation amongst groups here. So, you know, your kids don't go to the wealthy school unless you go to a private school. You know, all of your public or state schools are hugely mixed. Um, you go to the pub. There, you know, there are different pubs. There are football pubs. There are council estate pubs. And then there are sort of the gastro pubs, which, you know, have a slightly different clientele. But it's, it's a huge mix. And you have to realize you start to learn the type of mentality, for better or worse, of the different groups of people that will that you'll you'll come across in these different situations and, and you learn to temper your your thoughts and your, your your words depending on where you are because you know that your thoughts might not be the same as someone else's. And I think over here, my experience is that they're much more willing to to come to blows over it mm. versus saying, you know what, let's just agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, so you do, you're, you're very cautious about what you say, depending on, on, on the groups you're in. It's also interesting as I'm sitting here talking to you, you know, you know, the last time we saw each other face to face was how many years ago, right? Sitting in, 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 um, one of those, the, the efficiencies prior Brandeis, right? The mods, you know, and, and I can't say that you and I had very, um, lengthy, intelligent conversations back then. No offense to you, but probably to me, you know, I mean, the stuff, the stuff that's coming, you, know, you, you might say the same thing about me. And I'm sure people will say the same, maybe not Dan, Dan was, Dan was, oh, a, I was always wise. Dan yeah, was a, ahead of his time in, in college. But, you know, people say to me, you know, like, if they know what I do now, you know, they're like, really? That's interesting. You know, I knew, I knew you in college. Or, um, but it's just but the great thing is we always knew Dave would be great with children because, yeah. you know, the the, the 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 mentality the 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 yeah the mentality was at the same level so <laughs> so funny mark because yesterday yesterday dave and i recorded a segment and i asked him like could you successfully teach high school biology and we had maybe a different opinion so what do you think do you think dave could successfully teach high school biology if he was had to change careers i think he could because i think he could relate and you know the thing is as Dave said, we haven't seen each other, spoken to each other face-to-face -face in 25, probably 30 years. <laughs> yeah. um, but, look, he's done well for himself. He, you know, he, he, was, he always did well. And I, he, he relates well. You know, sure. you, you listen to him. I mean, he's a pediatrician. And I think, you know, to be a pediatrician is, is much different than being, say, a cardiologist or a surgeon is that you you are you know my brother's a doctor and we have these conversations all the time and he doesn't work in private practice he works in a hospital yeah and he and i actually designed his hospital out of pure coincidence and i remember when we, we'd have these meetings doctors hate patients doctors, <laughs> don't, doctors don't want to be near their patients they that's want not to my slogan no, well, <laughs> that's for pediatrics we hate our patients i hate you <laughs> go home, you know? and, but go I home. that's the difference between say a hospital doctor or a surgeon yeah. they want to come in do their job and get out where pediatricians that is their whole job is being able to deal with a child yeah. And then be able to explain that illness to the parents and make yeah. them both feel comfortable. And so I, Dave probably has that great bedside manner. For sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one of my there's one of our, our mantras in my, in my residency. Um, we don't know squat, but we'll find to have around. So it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
So yeah. just not to go down this path, but health healthcare there versus healthcare here. Like, what's the? Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> How much time? Two oh, lines. <laughs> two lines. So two one word NHS. Yeah. Uh, you Does know. it work? Yes and no. I think for critical care, it's really good. You can go in if you if the, if you have if if there's something wrong with you, you can go in, you can be seen, and get treated. If it's something, so you know, I had to see a neurologist. I went in, I saw my GP. They said, okay, we'll we'll put you on the list, and I got an appointment six months later to see a neurologist. Perfect. Uh, you know. Nothing critical. What's, what's the rush, right? What's the rush? <laughs> what's the rush? You know, hopefully if we wait long enough, you'll die and we won't have to see you. Oh, my God. <laughs> one, one less on the list. But the thing is, the private hospitals don't have what we call A&E, which is accident, or the, you know, the emergency room. Private hospitals don't have emergency rooms here. So if you, it doesn't matter how rich you are, how much money you have, how much insurance you have. You get into a car accident, you fall off a bike or whatever it is. You're going to an NHS hospital, yep. And you know it's good, it's good. You know. Well, well then you we know. see like the news. The news item here was all over Twitter yesterday. You know, the woman that you know got sick from COVID went to the hospital between insurances. Now she's on the hook for thirty-four thousand dollars. I'm like, makes no sense to me. You know, only industrialized nation that allows healthcare costs to make you go bankrupt. So. As bad as the NHS might be, uh, it's not as bad as what we got here. Although our private insurance is pretty good, as, as we've all experienced. So we're doing it wrong. You're doing it better. I have no solutions. I know nothing about it. So, so I just I, hope I, that I, none I, of us ho- hope. Go ahead, Dave. I just want to go here, Mark, because um, I have because I have you. You know, it, um, you know, as we age, right? You and hopefully, I mean, we talk about like Dan had mentioned. You know, quickly like that. I know a lot of people, right. But I think that it's not who, you know, it's who you, who you value and who you stay in touch with and, and your friendships that you, that you maintain, you know, and for all the good and bad about social media, you know, um, you know, this Facebook thing that that I've heard of, right. Is, has, (laughs) has some value for people like us. And the fact that you and I and Dan now have connected, um, this way is amazing, but going, you, you and I had a good friend, Jeff Levine, right. From Brockton. Um, Yeah. Yeah, really good guy, and and I actually think about him often. He's not with us anymore, Dan. And uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And uh, you know, Mark, we're all good friends, you know. And and I had it's I connected with him a little actually via Facebook a little bit before we he he uh, left us so to speak. And it's just nice. It's nice to reconnect, you know. Just nice stuff. Well, this week and last week, it's been great to have access to people, you know. Both on the phone and on video and uh, and the situation here makes the world feel smaller. So although we are isolated, I feel like I'm really in tune with what people are doing, which is really nice. So um, an unprecedented time for all of us. And I think this technology is certainly brought together in a time when everyone kind of needs it. So um, Mark, it's great to to loop you into our conversation. And um, we definitely want to follow up and see what happens in the next couple of weeks. We got to loop Emily in too at some point, right? Elizabeth? Emily. Who's Emily? Who's Emily? Emily. Elizabeth, dude. Nice try. (laughs) (laughs) Dave. Dave. Well, we we need more conversations, though, because like I said, I've been following you guys, and I've heard every single one of your podcasts, 
And when times are a little bit lighter, I've got lots of questions you have to answer. There's all right. Well, we'll have a we'll have a Mark we'll have a Mark host the show next, and then we'll see how that goes. That's fair. Yeah, That's we'll fair. have a Mark host. I'm going to do the 2020 questions. All right. That's good. I want to have you That's guys good. do an online um, like FIFA. You know, you know, Xbox Sega thing. Oh, across, what are you, you talking know? about? I haven't played a video game. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Atari. <laughs> really? No. You don't well, have Dave, a neither, Dave, neither, neither of you. So relax. <laughs> I, you guys I, don't have a Switch or a Wii or nothing. What's wrong uh, with you? You don't. You. <laughs> we we do have a Wii, but I think it's come out like five times in the last four years. Yeah, well, in the age of social distancing, it might come out again next week. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, before we go, just your your daughter, your, her birthday, right? Her virtual birthday. She had some cereals. Um, you know, her, what were those cereals that she chose? I saw Captain Crunch on the table. Yeah, so we've got Reese's Puffs, Captain Crunchberry, Fruit Loops, and Lucky Charms. God bless. Those are some disgusting disgusting choices um cereals that would that would survive the apocalypse actually right oh my like, gosh and mark so her friends and her laugh at your accent and say where are you from dude i i don't think i think her friends probably do absolutely um it's interesting listening to my girls and that there are certain words that they will say with an american accent versus yep. um a british accent which is some of the words i can't actually even pronounce Right, so, and do, and do they distinguish like your New England accent from like an American accent, or there's like all you Americans sound the same? I think we all sound alike to them. That's really interesting. <laughs> we all sound alike. Can you do a uh, can you do a British accent? Like, can you just throw it on? Oh, no, not at all. Everything I sound every every accent I do sounds Punjabi. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Which actually works in half of the neighborhoods around here, so it's fine. But <laughs> oh my gosh! So when Mark hosts, we'll have the Mark the Mark. Uh, linguistic corner where he does his accents that's fabulous all right well here we are guys i'm gonna i'm gonna sign off in two seconds but mark really a pleasure to have you on today um we're gonna put this one together and post it probably tomorrow and uh and then we'll check back with you soon about covid <laughs> great to see you guys all right hold on one all right guys we'll see you next time see you mark bye What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.